Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Today, Pastor J.D. begins his list of 10 prophetic words that are either fulfilled or very close to being fulfilled. At the top of the list is the fulfillment of Isaiah 66, 8, which was fulfilled when Israel became a nation in one day. He ends this message by beginning to explain the fulfillment of verses that prophesied the rise of the Antichrist. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on August 7th, 2022. I want to talk with you about how everything happening in the world today is now checking off all of the prophetic boxes, as it were, if I can borrow that metaphor and idiom. The list of prophecies in the Bible are today either already coming to pass or on the cusp of coming to pass. And I know we talk about this on a weekly basis, but the swiftness with which everything is coming to pass is absolutely staggering and stunning. So what follows, though not exhaustive, is a list of 10 such prophecies. And I want you to know (laughs) that I went to great efforts to keep it at 10, because I had like 1,528, and I had to narrow it down to 10. 10 prophecies that we can either check the boxes off of as fulfilled, or prophecies that are about to be fulfilled. So I want to start with the first box prophetically that was checked, and the date was May 14th of 1948. And really to many, this particular prophecy is seen as the one that really got the ball rolling, so to speak. And it's the prophecy concerning the nation of Israel and the rebirth of Israel in one day. And this prophecy is found in Isaiah 66, verse 8. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children. On one day, this prophecy was fulfilled, May 14th, 1948, never before in the history of mankind. Was there ever a nation that returned as a nation 
with their language, with their culture, as a people to their land, and it was fulfilled. So can we check that box off? Box number two. The Jews would return to their homeland. This is a well-known prophecy in Ezekiel chapter 37. I want to read verses 11 and 12, and then verse 21. Then he said to me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. They indeed say, our bones are dry, our hope is lost, and we ourselves are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up from your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. Verse 21, Then say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Surely I will take the children of Israel from among the nations, wherever they have gone, and will gather them from every side, and bring them into their own land. Check. Box number three. Israel would become one of the world's largest exporters of produce. I don't know if you know this or not. Isaiah 27 verse 6. Those who come he shall cause to take root in Jacob. Israel shall blossom and bud and fill the face of the world with fruit. Uh, For those of you that have been to Israel with us, these next couple, three boxes that we've checked off and are going to check off, you've seen them firsthand. Eyewitnesses of them. Number four, Israel would plant vineyards. This is Joel 3, verse 18. And it will come to pass in that day that the mountains shall drip with new wine, the hills shall flow with milk, and all the brooks of Judah shall be flooded with water. A fountain shall flow from the house of the Lord and water the valley of Acacias. Check. Number five. Israel would plant forests and trees. This is Isaiah 41, beginning in verse 18. I will open rivers in desolate heights and fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the acacia tree, the myrtle and the oil tree. I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine and the box tree together, that they may see and know and consider and understand together that the hand of the Lord has done this, and the Holy One of Israel has created it, as only He can and did check. Number six. Uh, Actually, this was June of 1967. 
in what is affectionately referred to as the miraculous six-day war, in which according to Bible prophecy, Israel recaptured their eternal capital, Jerusalem. This is Zechariah 12.6. In that day, I will make the governors of Judah like a firepan in the woodpile, and like a fiery torch in the sheaves. They shall devour all the surrounding peoples on the right hand and on the left, but Jerusalem shall be inhabited again in her own place. Jerusalem. Check. 1967. Uh, Just to put it into perspective as we turn a corner here. Not that long ago, all of these prophecies here too far that we've checked the boxes off on, starting in 1948, that's not that long ago. Don't look at me like that. (laughs) All the young people are going, yeah it is, that was a long time ago. Whatever. It's like, you know, when you're online and you're you know, they want you to select the year that you were born. I hate that. You have to like keep scrolling, you know, scroll. Does it go back that far? Oh, there it is. Wow, it's like one of the last ones. Anyway, enough of my problems. Let's move on. All of these prophetic boxes can be checked off as being fulfilled which now propels us to those prophecies that are today on the cusp of being fulfilled. And in the interest of time, I'll just simply mention one of the many other prophetic boxes that I truly believe, we talk about this often, is just on the cusp of being fulfilled, and as such, the box being checked. And it's that of the prophecy found in Ezekiel 38, which you know well, as a prophecy about this allied invasion of Israel from the north with Russia, Iran, and Turkey at the helm. That is about to be checked. I truly believe that. Number seven, here's another one that's about to be fulfilled. It's this intoxicating obsession of the entire world with Jerusalem. And not just this intoxicating obsession with Jerusalem, but specifically the dividing of Jerusalem. This is already in play today, and we've talked about it. It's a prophecy about to be fulfilled in Zechariah 12, verses 1 through 3 a prophecy, the word of the Lord concerning Israel, the Lord who stretches out the heavens, who lays the foundation of the earth, and who forms the spirit of man within him, declares, I, key word, I am going to make Jerusalem a cup that sends all the surrounding peoples reeling. Judah will be besieged as well as Jerusalem. On that day, verse 3, 
when all the nations of the earth are gathered against her, I will make Jerusalem an immovable rock for all the nations. Some of your translations render it a burdensome stone. This is a boundary stone. They use stones to mark the boundaries. And, oh, you're trying to move the boundaries. You're trying to divide the boundaries. You're trying to cut up, as another translation renders it. Well, guess what? I'm going to cut you up. All who try to move it will injure themselves. You try to divide my land, I will divide you. You try to cut it up into pieces, I will cut you into pieces. By the way, you should probably be aware of the why behind the what of this, because Jerusalem is actually the city, and we've done uh, updates on this. It's actually so fascinating where throughout the Old Testament we read that God has chosen Jerusalem out of all of the cities in Israel, out of all of the tribes of Israel. He has chosen Jerusalem to put His name, His name of ownership. Literally, the name of God vis-a-vis the sheen is on Jerusalem, the name of God. And you want (laughs) to, that's my city. That's my city. I've given it to my people, not my people, (laughs) the so-called Palestinians. No, those are my people my people Israel. It belongs to them. My name is on, literally on, Jerusalem. And if you try to divide it, and they are, and they will, you're going you're gonna to have to deal with me, because I'm going to deal with you very decisively and judge you. Number eight, This is another one we talk about. I truly believe that by virtue of what's happened over the last couple, two and a half years now, back in January of 2020, when the, how do I say this? I'll just say it. Uh, The long anticipated deal of the century was unveiled. And it was to bring peace to the Middle East. I'll never forget the update I did subsequent to the unveiling of then President Trump's peace plan. But I quoted paragraph and chapter and page where it clearly states in no uncertain terms, that in order to end the conflict, you have to end the claims. Wait, what? Yeah, end of conflict, end of claims. So you read on, and what you discover is that the so-called Palestinians, I say it that way for a reason, 
And the Jews have to, if they want to end the conflict, they have to end their claims. And their claims on what? Jerusalem. Oh, really? Uh, I think there's a prophecy or two about that. And one of them is in Daniel 9.27. So this all ties together. Because we're told he will confirm, I want you to hang on to that word for a moment, a covenant with many for one seven, a period of seven years. In the middle of the seven, the three and a half year mark, he, speaking of the Antichrist, will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And at the temple, did you catch that? In other words, part of this peace agreement will include the rebuilding of the temple, because this prophecy presupposes that the temple is there at the three and a half year mark. And the Antichrist is going to set himself up in the rebuilt temple at the three and a half year mark, and he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. Real quick, this word confirmed is actually very similar to my native tongue of Arabic. It's the word ikbir, ikbir. Uh, it kind of comes from and carries the idea of, I almost don't want to use this, um, when you hear a Muslim, Allah, Akbar, Akbar, that does not mean Allah is great, it means Allah is greater. Akbar, Allah, it's hard to say, I'm sorry. Ah, I had to say it. <laughs> it is basically exalting the false god, Allah. And by the way, Allah is a false god, Islam a false religion, and Muhammad a false prophet. So have a nice afternoon. So Akbar is kind of along the same lines as Akbir, greater, stronger, superior, spectacular. That's implying that there's already something on the table that has to be made ikbir, akhbar, greater, stronger. We need to enforce it, confirm it. What are you saying, pastor? Well, I think you know what I'm saying. I think the aforementioned deal of the century is going to get confirmed. According to Daniel 9.27, get your pen ready. Well, we're not going to be here. You better not be here. If you are here, you can check the box. <laughs> but you better not be here to check the box. I'm sorry. It's uh, Again, it's been a long week. I would be grossly remiss if I did not also include with this prophecy 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4, because it comports 
almost in a way fills in a couple of blanks. The Apostle Paul, writing to the church in Thessalonica, of this says, he, speaking of the Antichrist, opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, declaring himself to be God. He is referring back to the prophecy we just read in Daniel 9.27. This is when the Antichrist will declare himself to be God. And he will commit an abomination that causes desolation. Now it's been speculation as to what this abomination that causes desolation is. Some suggest that he will sacrifice an unclean animal. I mean, just the declaration of being God in and of itself will be abominable. In fact, it will be this particular prophecy that the Jews will realize, wait a minute, this is not our Messiah. This is the false Messiah. This is the anti-Messiah, the anti-Christos, or anointed one, or Christ. And they will realize that they have been deceived, and they will flee for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation after this happens. And actually, if you get to Matthew 24, which is a well-known chapter, Jesus says to them, answering the question they had concerning the end of the age and His return, He's speaking to them as Jews, saying, pray that when this happens, There's this abomination of desolation, and he refers to Daniel, quotes Daniel, that Daniel talked about, when that happens, run! That's a very loose paraphrase. Don't even turn around and go back to your place and get anything. Leave your phone there. Run! Run to the place that is prepared for you, and pray that you're not pregnant when this happens, because that's going to hinder your ability to get out of there, and pray that it's not on the Sabbath, because transportation shuts down. Remember, for those of you that went to Israel with us, and when you go to the elevator on Shabbat, on the Jewish Sabbath, you push the button, push it again, it's not working. That's a Shabbat elevator. It doesn't work on Saturdays. So you have to go over to the unclean Gentile, you know, (laughs) elevator, use that one. Anyway, I digress. Pray that your flight is not during the winter or on the Sabbath, and pray that you're not pregnant when this happens. Because when this happens, the Jews will realize that Jesus is their Christ, the true Christ, their true Messiah, the one whom they pierce. That's another prophecy for another time. Number nine. Again, these are boxes that are just, I mean, on the cusp of being checked off as fulfilled. The Antichrist will control the entire world. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. 
Thanks for tuning in to Study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.